Hey, this is Gerds Handel, and welcome to the Inner Light Project. This show is for anyone who's wanting to lead a happier, healthier, and enlightened life. Create more self-love, inject more joy and abundance into their daily life. Join me for inspiring interviews and spiritual topics so you can shine your inner light. Hello and welcome to the Inner Light Project. My name is Gerd Hundle and today I want to share with you somebody who's helping people to have life transformations. This person, she's just absolutely amazing. I now see her as a soul sister and she's been on such a powerful journey of self-healing and really just trusting her gut in what her body needs. Dr. Satare Tawodi is a certified family nurse practitioner and natural medicine health consultant. She had suffered from multiple chronic health conditions throughout her 20s and she self-healed herself. Hi Satari, I'm so grateful to have you on the show and thank you for joining us today. My pleasure, thank you for having me. Oh bless you, I just can't wait, wait to share your story. I know we have a lot of similarities in general, however I feel like you've been on a really powerful journey of self-healing. Yes, it has not been um, easy to say the least, but it's been um, worth it and it's made my life a lot richer. Oh, that's beautiful. Can you, so I want to take everyone back to the beginning. So what was your life like before you were diagnosed? With sure. So um, I am a first generation American. My parents are from Iran. I, we grew up in Reno, Nevada, which is on the Western part of the US. And um I had a good, great childhood. I think I have a twin brother. So we had a lot of fun together. And, um, when I was a teenager, I knew, I just always knew that I wanted to work in healthcare and be some sort of healer. I just really loved science and medicine and things like that. And my parents just being very um, aggressive, you know, <laughs> Middle Eastern <laughs> people always want like their children to be like, you know, doctors or lawyers and engineers. But I really truly felt that I, I was meant to be a nurse. And um, they're very um, not supportive of that. So just like, oh, like we came to America, we want you to be like uber, uber, uber successful. But I just always felt like, um, like I don't, to my soul, like I am truly a nurse. Like I love medicine and healthcare, but I also love human connection and, you know, you know, kind of being like the healer. Um, so when I um, um, graduated from high school, I immediately, you know, enrolled in the university and I got my bachelor's degree in nursing. And initially when I started nursing school, I thought I wanted to work in pediatrics. And I think during my like first year um, rotation in the pediatrics, I was so traumatized. I just like being around sick kids, like shattered my soul and I couldn't do it. Aww. I'd come home crying every day. So I couldn't do kids. But then my last rotation, I did it in the intensive care unit and I loved it. I had, I found my passion. I'd found my purpose. I loved the intensity, the unpredictability. I loved the acuity of like how sick everyone was. I loved how mentally and physically stimulating it was. And so um, right when I graduated, I started working in the, in the intensive care unit, which is um, not very common for new graduate nurses because usually they like to um, start new graduate nurses in like um, less acute fields. But I don't know, they just like, they were hiring new graduate nurses and I took the opportunity and they hired me. So it was pretty <laughs> awesome. And I loved it. Like my first few months of my, um, you know, my career, I just loved being a nurse it was just so rewarding to me and I just got to go to work and save lives every day it was the best thing ever but then um several months into my nursing career I got a food poisoning incident that I never quite recovered from wow. and I didn't know like what was going on like 
I was all of a sudden, like afterwards, I just like never felt the same. I was tired all the time. My digestion was horrible, which I'd never had issues with that before. I was bloated all the time. I was fatigued. I developed food sensitivities and I'd go to the doctor and, you know, they tell me like, oh, like, you know, they get the blood work and everything and everything was fine. And they, they say like, oh, maybe you're just stressed or, you know, you're a new nurse, you're working night shift. Maybe it's just night shift. But I'd just be like, no, like, you know, I know my body. And it's like, I never had this issue, but it's like, I would tell them like ever since I got food poisoning and then, you know, they just like couldn't make the connection. So I was just kind of sent home on my way. And then every two weeks I, or every two months or so, I'd end up going back to the doctor with like a new symptom. Like, Hey, like I'm having numbness and tingling. Um, I feel really dizzy all the time. Um, I'm having eczema and I was losing, losing weight for no reason and just all these different things. But of course my lab work would come back normal and then I would be sent home. And then eventually like probably a, maybe like a year after the food poisoning incident, I um, was not able to function anymore. I wasn't able to get up, get out of bed. I was very weak. I was fatigued. And and then I went back to the doctor, like I was like, you know, pretty much bed bound at that point. I, my parents had taken me to the doctor and they finally started taking my symptoms seriously. So they did like a full workup and they thought that I had multiple sclerosis at the time. Um, and fortunately that was negative. Wow. Um, but yeah, I had all the symptoms like the, you know, the weakness, the fatigue, the numbness, the tingling, the dizziness. Um, and, um, eventually I got a referral to go to a gastroenterologist and they had done endoscopies and CAT scans and colonoscopies to like celiac disease or other like autoimmune conditions. And that came back negative. Um, and then eventually like got to the point where after like months and months of like spending hundreds of dollars on like getting a full workup done, my diagnostics pretty much came back inconclusive. Like I had some inflammatory markers that were elevated and I was like anemic, but nothing to really like, you know, nothing that really correlated with how bad my symptoms were, you know, and I just felt like yeah. I was going crazy. Cause you know, I had gone to nursing school and like, I would remember, I remember when I was sick, I'd go through all my old, like, you know, textbooks and like, mm-hmm. see like what, what my symptoms could possibly mean. And none of it made sense based on the education that I was provided. Mm-hmm. And I just saw that I was going crazy, you know, cause I was like, okay, I'm conventionally trained. Like all my tests are coming back pretty much normal. Like I must be making this up. This must be all in my head. You know, I, was, I just no. thought that I was going crazy but nothing else was making sense. And then finally I kind of snapped out of that. I was like, no, no, no. Like my symptoms are very real. And, um, a family friend recommended that I go see like a homeopathic doctor. And at the time I was very resistant to it. Cause I was like, no, I thought that's just a bunch of mumbo jumbo with very open like, alternative medicine at all. But then I was so desperate. Like I couldn't work, you know, I was out of work for several months and mm. I was living with my parents and I couldn't take care of myself. I could barely walk. And I was like, okay, I have to do wow. something. So then um, I, I was recommended to go see a, a homeopathic doctor and he did like more um, functional medicine lab testing on me, like more detailed lab work. And he's the one that found that I had Hashimoto's, I had developed Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune thyroid condition. I developed small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or SIBO, which is like a digestive like infection. Wow. I had developed um, chronic fatigue syndrome, Epstein-Barr virus, um, POTS, which is, stands for like um, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, which is like a form of dysautonomia where your heart rate and blood pressure fluctuate for no reason. Um, and I just had like a laundry list of like multiple autoimmune conditions and digestive health issues. And, you know, autoimmune disease, like didn't really um, run in my family at all. So it was just kind of weird that like, you know, food poisoning, like I get food poisoning and now I have all these autoimmune conditions (laughs) and, um, based on that, um, homeopathic doctors, like recommendations, I changed my diet. I, um, got on some medications, like some steroids and antibiotics and thyroid medications and 
some supplements and probiotics and things like that. And my health did improve a little bit. I didn't feel great, but I was finally able to go back to work. And I feel Mm -hmm. like I was probably like functioning at 75%. Like I was able to go to work, but then on my days off, like I would be at home. I really didn't have the energy to do anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, But then years and years and years, I like, you know, I, I just like being sick to me was unacceptable. I didn't want to be sick anymore. (laughs) And the frustrating thing was, was um, I was an intensive care unit nurse and every day I'd go to work and I would take care of people who were like run over by cars or had multiple gunshot wounds. And wow you know, like six weeks later, they'd be walking again. They'd be talking again. They'd be eating again. I just like go to work. I'm like, okay, if this person can recover from breaking every bone in their body, then I can heal from whatever's going on with my body. I just have to figure out how. So, and unfortunately I wasn't really getting answers from, you know, all these different practitioners that I was going to, cause I was going to like, you know, functional medicine practitioners, Ayurveda, acupuncture, Chinese medicine, all the things. And I still wasn't really getting better. And then um, I eventually got to the point after years and years of like, you know, spending thousands of dollars on like different things, I eventually just decided like, I have to take my health into my own hands. So I noticed that my health, like my body felt different depending on the foods that I ate. I was like, okay, so food is like a huge component in how I can heal my body. So now I just have to figure out what foods to eat, what foods not to eat. So, you know, I removed, you know, kind of the basic things first, like gluten and dairy, and I got a little bit better. And then I experimented with like the paleo diet, the vegan diet, the keto diet, the autoimmune paleo diet, um, the GAPS diet, the histamine diet, all these different, you know, nutritional protocols. And it wasn't until I came across a low fat plant-based diet that I really started to get results. And I had read these books by Anthony William, they're called the medical medium books. And basically the books teach you how to heal your body with nutrition and herbs. And I was like very resistant to reading these books at the beginning because he's not like medically trained by any means. And I was very like, I loved evidence-based everything. And, you know, just based on my training, I didn't want to like, you know, just, you know, go with anyone. But, Mm. you know, I was following all these like, quote unquote, evidence-based protocols and they were not working. So eventually I read the books and I like, I think when I first read the books, I like was in tears because it was the first time I had felt heard and understood. Mm. And I actually had hope that I was actually going to get better. And um, so I implemented a lot of the nutritional protocols he talks about, which is basically a low fat plant-based diet, um, celery juice in the morning, um, lots of smoothies, an abundance of fruits and vegetables and things like that. And then within six months, I was able to come off all my medications and (gasps) it was truly, truly life-changing. I just never thought I'd ever be medication-free. Like I always thought maybe I'd be off on maybe one or two, but I mean, these are drugs that I had been on for like five years. So I just didn't think that I could heal that quickly, but I did. And, um, I just felt that I had found gold and, um, (laughs) around this time I was, I had, I had gone back to graduate school um, for my family medicine nurse practitioner degree. And I had dreams of, you know, I really was kind of getting burnt out on the intensive care unit. And I thought that I wanted to become a primary care provider. And I, I was really passionate about helping people with chronic illness and preventing chronic disease and things like that. But, um, I graduated with my degree in 2021 and I quickly realized after, um, you know, after all my training that like, I wasn't, I didn't really feel aligned with like the medical model anymore. I just yeah. felt like I had 10 minutes with each patient and, you know, I'd spend an extra two hours after work documenting to make sure that your insurance would reimburse me. And it just like, 
I just felt like no one was getting better. I was just, you know, passing out pills all day. Mm. And so I, um, after I graduated, I took my boards and I just like kind of took some time off and my partner is very supportive of me. And he just kind of encouraged me. He's like, you've always wanted to have your own like holistic health practice. Like, why don't you do it? I was like, well, I don't know. I don't really know how to do business. Like I just, you know, I'm a healthcare (laughs) provider. I'm not a business person, but then um, because I had a lot of his support, um, I took some courses online on how to start your own virtual health practice and I did it. And then <laughs> now I see, uh, now I specialize in helping people um, reverse their autoimmune conditions and their dysautonomia. And uh, so that's kind of what, I, what I'm doing right now. And it's been the most rewarding, most aligned thing I've ever done. And I think, unfortunately, throughout my life, I always felt that I had to do what I should do or what my parents wanted me to do and not necessarily what I actually felt like I wanted to do. And so right now it's like, I, I, I took a risk doing something, um, like doing what I'm doing now. And so far it's paid off and I just feel so aligned with the work that I'm doing that I just feel like so much gratitude every day for being able to do it. Yeah. I'm just going to say, wow, what a journey you've been on. Like it, do you know what I keep hearing throughout your whole story is resilience, the power to never give up and to always trust your gut that's yes that's what yeah, I kind of took away you. yeah and I and I really understand where you're coming from because even like I was I, I understand the whole journey like you're saying like when you go to the doctor and you know they don't know what's going on with you they do all these tests like uh, same thing happened to me similarly with my kidney problem mm. so I collapsed in my bedroom and an ambulance came to get me and the paramedic said to me that you have a kidney problem. But when I went to the hospital, when they took me there, the, the doctor in the A&E just refused and said, oh no, it's just urine infection. And I went back and forth to my GP for, like you said, for several months until they finally did tests. And then the more tests they did, the more they discovered things. And what, what came back was after giving me so many antibiotics was that I was born with a kidney defect and I didn't even know until the age oh, of 29. Yeah. And so it's it's so crazy how like we have to we should we have to fight a system that's supposed to be supporting us (laughs) yeah yeah does not make any sense but I really understand what you're saying like the journey is so hard but when you just trust your gut it's so rewarding like even like yourself like I I ended up um well I ended up having an operation to save my kidney However, as it was being saved later, I got kidney disease and the doctors didn't know what was going on with me. They had no idea. I actually ended up finding out some like information about kidney disease just randomly and then went to a charity and then they asked me to get all my blood work done. And then they asked for certain things like um, your EGR number and sorry, EGR, I think it was EGR number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I went back to my GP and they're like, how do you know this? And I'm like, oh, I've just been asked for this. And then that's when the charity actually discovered that I had kidney disease, not my consultant. And so like yourself, I was just like on this journey, like, what do I do? Like, how am I, how am I supposed to heal? Like I've always been one to heal things naturally, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as, as you said, like medical medium books just came out of nowhere. And within the space of seven months, I, I, I reversed my kidney disease and I was like, Oh my God, like, Oh my gosh. There's a miracle, miracle, right? Thank you. Yeah. It's just a miracle when 
people like us that other people can hear like you know you actually can heal you don't need to stay there stuck and I really understand the medical world because my mum was a nurse um <laughs> but also I worked in a pharmacy whilst I was at university so I oh, have okay. a background with <laughs> so I understand the whole thing about you saying about medicines like oh I, I was the same I was like oh medicines uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's an interesting journey, like where we, we think we need to rely on something, but actually there are so many other options. You just need to go out of the system to find what works for you. Right. Yeah. And it's so interesting because, you know, I kind of, I kind of felt like kind of stuck between two worlds, right? Because like, mm-hmm. you know, in my work, in my career and like all my, I, my formal seven years of education was all in the conventional medical model. Right. So yeah. But, you know, but the, the conventional medical model failed me, right? Like I wasn't able to heal my body or get better. And like, I, I was able to get symptom relief for some things, which I'm thankful for at the time. It really allowed me, and I feel like if I wasn't on medications, I would have been stuck in bed. Do you know what I mean? So I'm yeah. thankful that I, and I was sick through all my twenties. So medications kind of gave me, you know, some opportunities to like, you know, live my life a little bit throughout my twenties. Um, but it did fail me, you know, and then I think, unfortunately, people like, you know, conventional medical providers were very resistant to alternatives because, (laughs) because the thing is, I, you know, I don't like, I don't really like to blame, blame a lot of conventional providers because I think a lot of it is just simply in our training, but we are to get to just to be a healthcare provider, a nurse or physician, you know, any type of healthcare provider you have to work so hard just to get into school. You have to work so hard. And then throughout your education, you're, you're pulling all nighters. You're working super hard. You're memorizing things. You're learning things like you're working your butt off. And then you go out into the world and these people come to you with symptoms you have never learned about like people in like, you know, we, we, in conventional medicine, we like to put people in boxes, like type one diabetes, type two diabetes, and everything in medicine is algorithms. Like, I don't know if you've realized this in your experience, but it's like, we are taught in algorithms. Like, okay, you have type one, type two, if they're type two and their A1C is greater than this, then you prescribe these medications. And if they have this, then you prescribe those three medications. It's just very, like, it's a very step-by-step thing that we like to do. And when people don't fit into those boxes, we don't know what to do. We just say, maybe it's stress or maybe you need to sleep more or maybe you're depressed or anxious. You know what I mean? And like, we don't take people seriously because we don't have that knowledge in our toolbox. And I, what I really wish that us healthcare providers were taught that I wish that we were taught that it's okay to not know the answer. Cause I think what I really wish my providers had done for me is just to say, I believe you, but I just don't know how to help you. Instead, they were yeah. like, maybe it's all in your head and you just need to like, maybe you're just crazy. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, gaslighting you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I hear these stories from my clients and I, I'm like moved to tears by it because I just like, I want, I went through it, but also it's like, we gaslight, especially women so much in the medical system because yeah, I mean, you get a young 25 year old, healthy looking person coming in with shortness of breath and palpitations and chronic pain. We just tell them that maybe it's just anxiety or maybe, you know, whatever it is, instead of like really listening to them and like validating them and just be like, Hey, like, I believe your symptoms. I just don't know how to help you. Maybe there's someone I could recommend for you. You know what I mean? Instead, mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, well, you know, your tests were normal. Like, you know, everything's fine. Maybe you should just go like, you know, tough it out, you know, or maybe it's just something you have to live with forever. And it makes me really sad that we're like this, but I think unfortunately in our training, cause it's so rigorous. We're never, we've never been allowed to say, I don't know. It's always been like, you have to know the answer, you know? Yeah. And I think more and more, like, you know, we have this chronic illness epidemic, you know, that we were not really talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, 
our parents never are, weren't as sick as the current generation. Do you know what I mean? Like our yeah. grandparents were not as ill as our current generation. Like everyone's anxious, everyone's depressed, everyone's bloated, everyone has heartburn. And we mm-hmm. just think that it's normal when it's really not. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, hundred percent. I was just going to go back to something you said about the medical world. Like what I've learned myself is that um, the medical world is great in the sense of finding out that you have a problem Mm-hmm. like however you, you it's not the only way that's one thing I learned you can balance both together like you said so like when you're going through the pain at least you have the painkillers if you need them mm-hmm. and then you've got the alternative way that's kind of how I learned to live my life during my whole health situation I learned that mm-hmm. utilize the best of both worlds but also know both might not know the answer <laughs> yeah yeah and like you know I, I think unfortunately in the natural medicine world like there are so many people who are like anti-conventional medicine anti this I'm like well what are you going to do when you get hit by a car like do you really think exactly. herbs are going to help you like align your bones again like, <laughs> we, like we need both yeah um but you know unfortunately I feel like especially in conventional medicine we have failed in the chronic illness realm like yeah. we do some things well but um we we tend to fail a lot more than we do well like we do excellent acute care and emergency. And like, you know, I, I did that type of medicine for nine years and I loved it, but um, yeah, we just fail with chronic illness, unfortunately, and people suffer because of it. Yeah. I, I can, I, I really see it. And like, even when I worked in the pharmacy, when I was at uni, um, I just remember dispensing like sometimes up to like 10 different medications for people who are older. And I'm thinking, gosh, why do they need all these things? And when I realized it's like, whatever symptom they had will then have um I've forgotten the word now like it'll create another symptom yeah so they're they're taking more medications to stop each symptom but actually it's it's not helping really it's just creating you no it's exhausting yeah and like you know there is a time and place for it like my dad he's so funny like he um loves to eat and my mom's an amazing (laughs) cook so it's you know it's not a good combination but um, you know, he was diagnosed with like prediabetes, hypertension, high blood wow. pressure, and then high cholesterol, which is like, you know, the Holy Trinity. And like, I guess like the American world, like everyone in America has that. <laughs> and, um, you know, he told me, he's like, well, I don't want to take medication for, I'm like, oh, great. Like, so, you know, are you willing to like, you know, lower your fat intake, you know, maybe cut the eggs and the cheese and the bread and things like that. And he's like, well, I don't want to do that. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well then here's your lisinopril. Like I like, good luck with that. Good luck with the side effects, you know? And you know, it's hard because obviously I don't want, you know, my dad on unnecessary medications, but I also know that uncontrolled hypertension will like quadruple his risk of having like a heart attack or a stroke. So I want him, and if he's not willing to put in the lifestyle changes, then I want him to have his blood pressure controlled. So, mm. you know, there's risk and benefits with everything, but I know that, you know, his risk of having a heart attack is so much higher. So I, I want his blood pressure controlled, even if it does mean that he needs to be on medications. Yeah. So, so it's a tricky one. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to go back to medical medium. Like what was the biggest realization you had when you read the books? Um. Well, you know, in this, a lot of his books, he talks about these like mysterious symptoms, which is like what I ended up experiencing a lot, like the fatigue and the numbness and, you know, all these like weird symptoms. And it was like the first time I ever read a book that explained something so beautifully to me. And it just like made sense. And like, he talked a lot about, you know, he, in his books, he talks a lot about how, you know, toxins and pathogens are basically the root cause of a lot of chronic health conditions. And obviously this is not something I learned in my training, but when I had gone into the literature, like he, in his books, he talks a lot about how Epstein-Barr is related to a lot of autoimmune conditions, Hashimoto's, things like that. 
And I was like, oh, I've never heard of that. I go back into the literature and looking at these, all these evidence-based articles and there are hundreds of articles linking the Epstein-Barr virus to all these autoimmune conditions like multiple sclerosis, lupus, Hashimoto's and things like that. I was like, oh my gosh, this completely makes sense. And the other thing that was kind of this aha moment for me was during when I was really sick, I would have like fevers and night sweats all the time for no reason. And I was like, and I'd always yeah. tell my family and friends, like, I feel like I'm fighting something off. Like I, and like, you know, even in my lab, it would be reflected in my lab work. I would have um, elevated or low white blood cell counters, which is an indication of an infection. My, I would be anemic for no reason, which is indicative of a viral infection. So, you know, I just, I had correlated a lot of what he was talking about with my symptoms and I just felt so aligned with it. And I was, I just kind of went all in. <laughs> so, and I just like, I just kept getting better and better and better, you know, and eventually it would get to the point where, you know, before when I was really sick, like if I didn't take my medications first thing in the morning, I'd feel horrible. I'd feel super sick and lightheaded. And, you know, when I, when I was going through my healing journey, like I would like forget to take my medicine and it'd be like five in the afternoon. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I forgot to take my med medicine today, but I felt fine. And eventually mm -hmm. got to the point where I was like, I, I feel like I could just wean off of these meds. Like I don't really need them anymore. You know what I mean? And just kind of like slowly over time, my health just continued to improve. My energy would improve. My endurance would improve. I would be able to exercise a lot more than I used to. And yeah, I just like, I just felt like I healed so quickly because of it. Wow. That's beautiful. Wow. Yeah. And like, you know, my journey was not linear. I did have like several years later, I did have a really bad flare in my symptoms um, out of nowhere. <laughs> I like, I was still eating clean and things like that. And I did have a flare, unfortunately, but you know, I, I had the tools to recover from it, you know? Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. We are coming towards the end of the show. It's got, I just realized it's gone so quick. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's okay. No, no, that's fine. Um, what are your five top tips for someone who, who is suffering with chronic illness, but they don't really know where to start? Um, that's a really good question. So I'm, I'm obviously very biased um, just based on my experience, <laughs> but I think nutrition is central to healing the body. I think removing certain inflammatory foods and like gluten, dairy, eggs, and eating an abundance of hyper nourishing foods like fruits and vegetables can be incredibly healing to the body. Um, I think also like um, asking for help, asking for guidance, like not just like, you know, obviously asking for help with, you know, things that, um, in your life. Like if you need someone, if you're not feeling well, you need to ask someone to go get groceries for you or ask for a ride to your appointments or something like that, like ask for help, but also ask for um, like coaching. Um, that's something I like, I, I didn't know who I could talk to uh, about my, mm -hmm. my health. Cause I felt like, okay, my primary care provider will have no idea how to help me. I didn't know a lot of people at the time who could help me through like detox symptoms and all the other like pains of like going through a healing journey. Um, so I wish I had had that support and that's kind of how I've created my coaching programs for my clients is um, I basically provide them with the services I wish I had during my healing journey. Um, like just like, you know, unlimited email support and, you know, just, you know, just a lot of accountability and, you know, things like that. Um, so yeah, ask for help. Um, I think, um, vitamins, I think a lot of people say like, oh, well, I eat really healthy. Like I don't really need vitamins. I think everyone on this planet needs to be taking at least a vitamin C or a zinc. Um, like our soils are, and foods are just so deficient. Like we need that extra support. Um, I think sleep is incredibly important. I think unfortunately in, um, in our society, we're always encouraged to like push through and tough it out. When I think in reality, when I, especially when it comes to chronic illness, you should not be pushing through and you should not be toughing it out. I think you really need to be sensitive and loving and caring to your body. And if your body is tired, you sleep. If your body is hungry, you eat. If your body is thirsty, you drink. 
Um, so I think just being very in tune with your body, I think stress reduction is huge. I'm, I am a, a huge people pleaser, <laughs> um, as like Gerd and I talked about earlier, but, um, I think setting boundaries was huge for me. Um, I think for me, especially a lot of people didn't know that I was sick, um, because I looked pretty healthy. Um, and I'm, I'm always a very happy person and I usually have, you know, at least, you know, emotionally, I'm a very energetic person, but my body felt like garbage. <laughs> um, but, you know, I always like wanted to, you know, I always like overcompensate. I felt like I was overcompensating for my illness. And I think a lot of people with chronic illness do this, like, oh, well, my body can't do this really, but I'm going to overcompensate in other areas of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I think um, setting boundaries is really important. I've had to set boundaries with my parents a lot um, because they're very demanding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think, um, you know, saying no and being at peace with it, Um, I think, um, other things that I've kind of, um, brought onto my healing journey, like, like therapy was huge for me. I love it so much. And I feel like I've gone, um, I've grown a lot because of it. I think, um, I think going through chronic illness is very traumatizing. And it was really interesting when I had my flare several years ago, I had experienced, I was experiencing symptoms of PTSD. Like I I thought that I was going to stay sick again forever. And I had to like, realize like, what I had gone through, you know, when I got sick, when I was 22, 23 was incredibly traumatizing. And I had, it was not something I had really like worked through. Um, so yeah, I think we just need to be very loving and compassionate to ourselves. Um, which I think, unfortunately, our society does not really allow for that. You know, we're always encouraged to work hard. So yeah. I just want to say hundred percent relate with that. And especially from the communities that we come from, they're like, you're not sick, you know, this happens back home. And, you know, you, you feel this guilt, like, oh, shit, I shouldn't be sick. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, like people have it so much worse than you. It's like, yes, I know. But I'm like, I'm sick. Like, I'm I, sick. Like, I know. can't even get out of bed. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand what you mean. It, it's, it's such an emotional journey when you're going through chronic illness. And like, I think what I've taken away from what you're saying is be kind to yourself, be gentle with yourself know that you know everything's going to be okay but as long as you look after yourself then everything will just work out yeah definitely yeah I think um it's definitely it's a whole like when you are healing your body you're going to heal emotionally and spiritually as well and Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've experienced that too Yeah. yeah because being sick is a very emotional journey right like it's very depressing it's very anxiety provoking and it's very traumatizing to the body and I don't think we acknowledge that enough 100% like I was like before my journey of like the healing journey like I was on like on stage talking to thousands of people writing books and then my body shut down and so it was a journey of like you said the emotional journey of like like I still kept pushing myself even when I was ill it was just stupid like I was like forcing myself and falling asleep at my desk and I had to learn to surrender and I think that's the key I took away is that it's okay to be sick and it's okay to to slow down like you're going through something you need to accept that mm-hmm. but I think us like you said the world that we live in it's like no 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 you need to toughen up you need to toughen up and like you know I did that for a while but my body just got worse yeah worse exactly. <laughs> yeah yeah and like through the journey I realized it's okay like you said it's okay to rest when you need to rest it's okay to just take it slowly and even though it's been the hardest journey I think it's probably been one of my biggest blessings as well mm. because it's taught me the importance of balancing and not always living in my masculine energy. Like we, we do need the feminine as well, like to relax mm. and be playful. 
um, that's kind of what I've taken away from my journey. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And I've, I've been, I've had the same experience as well. Like I've noticed, like, I don't like want to say that I'm lazier now, but I'm a lot more aligned. I just feel like I'm a lot more aligned now. Like I used to like force myself to go exercise, even though I felt like garbage. And now I just like, I'm very intuitive with my body now. Now I listen to my body and I, and I, um, I honor my body a lot more. You know what I mean? Like I honor myself a lot more. That's beautiful. Yeah. hundred percent. I think that's the key. And again, that's something we, we didn't grow up learning. The cyst, like school doesn't teach us that how to know ourselves. School teaches us about education, but not how do you tune into yourself and mm-hmm. what you need. Um, what are you most grateful for? Um, I mean, I'm, wow. That's a great question. I, feel like I, have, <laughs> so, I have so much gratitude for so many things. Um, probably like, um, I'm grateful that my body is always working for me. Um, like I'm grateful that despite putting my body through so much that it's still here for me. (laughs) So, um, I'm obviously grateful for like, you know, the people in my life and the opportunities that I've had and, um, being born in America and, you know, all (laughs) all these beautiful little blessings that have come with that. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I think, yeah, I think I'm probably most grateful for, how how I don't know how resilient my body has been I guess my vessel (laughs) oh Oh. (laughs) Um, just thinking actually what shines your inner light Hmm. oh what shines my inner light oh my goodness yeah um I think um you know, I, I've always felt like I was meant to be a healer and I've gotten be able, I've been able to do it in multiple facets and, you know, the conventional world. And now I'm doing it more like holistically. And I think that, um, shines my light. Like I, I feel so aligned with the work that I'm doing. Um, and I feel like I was meant to do this and it doesn't feel like work to me. Mm. So yeah, I think helping others, um, you know, with, especially now my, my passion is really with chronic illness. Um, it really does like shine my light a lot. (laughs) That's beautiful. Thank you, Sitar, for just being on the show and just sharing your journey and helping so many other people to really take their power back and their health back. Thank you. Thank you so much for your kind words and having me. Oh, bless you. What an amazing conversation today. I just absolutely love this conversation because so many people out there are suffering right now. So many people out there don't have the answers to why they're sick right now. And this conversation just shows that anything is possible. No matter what condition you have right now, you have the ability to help self-heal. You have the ability to, to take your power back and no longer be gaslight by the medical system. Unfortunately, that's the end of the show. Before I leave, I want to leave you with this quote. Never let the things you cannot do prevent you from doing the things you can. That's a quote by John Wooden. Take care, my sisters. Bye. For more information about the show or how to trust your inner light, visit my new coaching program at girdshundle.com. And remember, stay happy, stay healthy, stay lit. Lit.